to talk about recognising Jesus. If we're going to get to know Jesus, then we need to recognise him. Sometimes, however, our expectations can stop us from recognising Jesus in our lives. If you've got your scriptures, why don't you turn with me to Luke's Gospel, chapter 4, verse 16. And we're starting where Jesus has just begun his ministry here on earth and he's returning to his hometown. So Luke chapter 4, verse 16. When he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. And he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. Then he began to say to them, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. If we keep reading that scripture, we keep reading a few more verses, we see how Jesus was then run out of town. The crowd actually wanted to throw him off a cliff, but he was able to walk through the crowd because they became enraged that he was Jesus saying that this scripture has been fulfilled. Now, if we think about this context of the times that the people were living in when Jesus was around, the Old Testament times, we know that the Israelite people, they were expecting a Messiah. There had been prophecy after prophecy telling them that the Messiah was coming. And they're expecting this Messiah who was going to get them out of this bondage, the captivity, the enslavement they were to other nations bigger than they were. They were waiting for a warrior. They were expecting a Messiah, but Jesus was not what they expected. So when Jesus was standing there right in front of them, when the Messiah is there right in front of them, they didn't recognize him. And then they didn't get to know him. The people in the Old Testament, they expected something different. They had built up in their mind these ideas of who they thought the Messiah was going to be and what they thought the Messiah was going to do. They were not expecting Joseph's son, the carpenter's boy, to be the Messiah, to be one who was among them, to step up that day particularly and say, I have fulfilled this scripture. I have come for you. I have come for all. They weren't expecting it. They're expecting this warrior, but instead they get Jesus, a man who comes in peace. Have you ever expected something in your life and then when you received it, it wasn't what you were expecting? And many years ago, when I was pregnant with my daughter, Hannah, I had thought I was going to have a boy for no good reason. I had just thought in my head that my first child would be a boy. And so I went and bought what I would have stereotypically called a few boy bits and pieces, boy clothes. And then when she was born, well, Hannah is a girl and she was not what I was expecting. I wasn't disappointed in any way because I really didn't mind, but I had built up in my head for several months that I was about to have a boy and then I had a girl. Have you ever been to a restaurant, ordered a meal and you're expecting something, a certain way that it's going to be laid out on the plate and then when it arrives, you look at it and think, 
that is not what I was expecting. You know, maybe you've been to a production of a theatre musical and maybe it's one you've been to before and you've seen it a few times. So then when you go, you've got an expectation of what you think it's going to be and it comes out completely different. And you think to yourself, this is not what I was expecting. Or maybe you've met a celebrity, someone really famous. And I think we all do this. I know I do this from social media and other things that I can look at. I build up in my head who I think they are and how they're going to be like when I meet them, that they're going to be just like all the shows that I watch them in. And then you meet them and they're not like that at all because we've built up an expectation of what we think they're going to be like. We all do it. And you know, I think we can build up an expectation in our own minds of Jesus and what he's going to do in our lives, how he's going to solve our problems. Maybe we're in a situation and you know, you sit down to pray and you pray about what's going on in your life. And in the back of your mind, you're asking God to, to come and to fix a situation. But in the back of your mind, you're thinking, and could you do it like this God? And then could you do this? And then could you provide for me in this way? And we already have built up in our minds an expectation of how we want something to be, of how we want God to fix things, to solve our problems. And then we become like those in the Old Testament, that when Jesus does come, when he's standing right there in front of us, when there's been a door open to help us with our situations, we don't recognize him. And he's standing right there because we've built up this expectation of what we think Jesus is going to be like and what we think he's going to do. Jesus, when he's reading this prophecy, he gets to verse 21. And I love that verse where he just says, today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. You know, I can imagine if I was in that synagogue at the time, although I believe there's probably just men, but as they were sitting in that synagogue, as he said those words, today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing, I feel like there would have been an audible gasp. Uh, <gasps> did he just say what we think he said? And then the crowd like murmuring like, no, this is Joseph's son. Like, surely he didn't say that he is the one that we have been expecting or that we have been waiting for. You know, there would have been this audible gasp and this wonder about what he's just fulfilled. What did he say he's going to fulfill? He's going to say that he's going to set the captives free. He's going to restore sight to the blind. He's going to help the oppressed. And this is Jesus saying that that is what he's going to do when he fulfills that scripture. And he said it to the people there that day. And he says that to us, that he will release us from the things that weigh us down in our lives, that he will take that captivity, that we can feel that anxiousness, that stress. He takes it all away. He takes away that burden of our sin because he took it on the cross for us and he overcame that. And so if we want to recognize Jesus, we need to be open to what Jesus wants to do in our lives. To recognize Jesus in our life, I've just got three ways that we can do that. The first is we need to spend time in prayer. We only get to know someone when we spend time with them. Now we can feel like a bit of a broken record because often our response can be, let's spend some time in prayer. But the reason for that is that it is so vital and it's so important. You don't get to know someone unless you spend time with them. No, my husband Ronan, 
I can recognize his voice when he's not in the room, when he's in another room, a distance away from me. If I can hear him talking or laughing, I know that he's there. I can recognize his voice. And when we spend time with Jesus, we begin to recognize his voice in our lives because we've spent time with him. My daughter, Hannah, she is nonverbal. She doesn't talk, but I can recognize what she wants because I've spent time with her. I know what she's thinking sometimes. I know what she's feeling because I've spent time with her and I can recognize what she wants, but it's only from spending time. The second thing we can do to recognize Jesus in our lives is we need to know the scriptures. And if you haven't read the scriptures before, I would just recommend starting with the gospels. Now the gospels are the books that you would often hear if you go to mass on the weekend. In the gospel reading, you will hear Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They're just four books in the Bible at the back half of the Bible. And these books, this is where you see the life of Jesus. It's where you learn about what he says, how he taught, how he treated people. And I would start there if you're wanting a starting point. But the reason we need to know the scriptures is that when we believe that we are hearing from Jesus, when we believe that we're recognizing him, we can then go to the word and go, you know what? Yes, Jesus would have acted like that. Jesus would have cared for people like that. So I feel like when I'm being guided that way, that's how Jesus would have lived. But if we don't know the scriptures, then when we feel like we're hearing from God, we can't be sure because we haven't got a comparison. So that's why the scriptures are really important. But then you could be thinking to yourself, but Emma, the Pharisees, the people who were in the synagogue that day, they all knew the scriptures. And won't we just fall into the trap of not recognizing Jesus if we just are doing exactly what they do? And well, that is a trap we could fall into. But therefore, the next thing that we need to do to recognize Jesus in our lives is we need to be open. The Pharisees, they weren't open. They had an expectation. It wasn't met to how they thought it would be. And so they didn't recognize Jesus because they weren't open to him coming to fulfill the law with love. That's what they weren't expecting. But when we are open to what God might do in our lives and we are open to say, God, whatever is your will, I will trust in you. When we're open to that, that's when we can begin to recognize Jesus in our lives as we then look back to the scripture and as we then get to know his voice by being in prayer. So we need to spend time in prayer. We need to know the scriptures and we need to be open to what God might want to do in our lives. So now today, let's just come in prayer and let's ask God to come and for our hearts to be open to what he wants to do in our lives. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, I thank you for the blessing of your son, Jesus, that you sent him to us, that he did come to us to be among us, Lord God. Lord, right now, I pray for open hearts, that we would be open to your ways, to your kingdom living, so that when Jesus is standing right there in front of us, prompting us to go one way or prompting us to do something, Lord, that we would be open to him, to recognizing that this is Jesus. I thank you for your gift of love that you give to us every day. I ask all of this in your mighty name. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks everyone. I'll see you next time.